0: So good afternoon. Welcome to Raz's Football Show. Uh, today we have Bav with us again from Washington DC, and we're just going to be talking about the Champions League final and what a great spectacle it was. Good evening, Bav. How you doing? Good, Raz. How are you? Very well, thank you. Bav is, um, you know, wearing his Bayern top today. He's obviously, you know, got it on a cheap, so you know why not.
1: Hey, the third kit
0: is a decent-looking kit, and yes, it was on sale. And now, at the did, end of the day, I need something to wear at the gym, so why not? Now I've got to admit, though, Adidas like jerseys, like you, know what you say in America, jerseys. They do look quite good, to be honest. I, I prefer Adidas over Nike at the moment, anyway. Um, and it's a bit bad that Liverpool's, you know, cropped uh, Nike jerseys now. So well, here we have it. But yeah. Going back to the game, you predicted it all along that Bayern is gonna be the team that's gonna win it. And I think, to be honest, we all knew that Bayern were gonna win. And you know, the way they smashed some of the teams like Barcelona 8 2, we thought this could have been one of them games. But actually PSG put on a good fight. And I'm gonna get
1: sorry, go ahead, Marcel, I didn't mean to cut you off.
0: No, yeah, and I was just gonna say, actually, if they had actually finished some of the you know, you know chances they had, it could have been a different game. I mean, Neymar especially, since the lockdown, he's just not scored a goal. I mean, it's unbelievable that like, he can't score a goal. He does everything but score. Mbappe looked half the player he usually played. He, you know, it was it wasn't the Mbappe we are used to. You know, the explosive Mbappe wasn't there. I mean. Would you say, and I pretty much, I think this is what it was, in my opinion, it was just basically first time frights, you know, it was the first time for them in the final of a big tournament, and they just kind of copped it, basically. Um,
1: I've said this before on a couple of podcasts, Neymar gets paid to put the ball in the back of the net, and he doesn't do it. You can do it against these Mickey Mouse teams in La Liga, you know, you can go out and, sorry, not La Liga, what am I talking about? Uh, uh, League 1, Ligue 1. Where, you, where you can go and score a hat-trick and create six assists or whatever it may be but he's just he's not up to it I'm sorry Neymar is an overrated player and he's not he's not in that Messi-Ronaldo category I, I don't even want to hear no conversations because I will put people in their place if they come come at me with that sort of comment uh, before I get into the game there are a couple of things that I do want to go over obviously you know I, I put it and you're right to say that I did predict Bayern, but that was obviously once it, you know, it got to Lisbon, and that's when I more or less had my mind made up. Um, I will backtrack a second. I did say Man City or Real Madrid. I was obviously wrong. You were wrong eventually, but you was a little righter than I was. And to be fair, PSG—they—they they beat who do they beat? Dortmund, uh, Leipzig, and Atalanta. So it's not like they really. It's almost like how England got to the World Cup semi-final, right? They didn't really beat a uh, recognised overall team.
0: Yeah, no.
1: And and yeah, you could say PSG had stage fright, but the reality is some of their players didn't turn up, which is a fact, and that always happens in these big games. But if you look at the other side, Bayern were in cruise control. Bayern, honestly, were playing in like third gear. If they'd gone to fifth, sixth gear, they could have really ripped that team apart. And Lewandowski... Again, he didn't score in the big games, and this is a question mark that a lot of people have on Lewandowski. Is he really, really, really the best striker in the world? He's up there, but in the big games, he goes missing. And I think, if you look at the semi-final and obviously the final, I don't, I don't believe he scored. As well, semi-final, of course, he scored against Barca, but he hasn't really done it in big games, and that's one of the question marks about him.
0: Yeah, I mean... The thing is, buying some. Not everyone has to produce. It. They, it's not about an individual in their team. The way that team from the, from the outset, it just looks like basically it's a team performance. Right, everyone has a role to play, and they play that role. I mean, that young guy, what's his name, Alfonso Davies. He was a he. You know, sensational, sensational player, and he's so young as well. What is it, twenty twenty one? No, nineteen. He's 19. A, he's, a team, he he's a kid. You know, he just walked, he's only played like eight or nine games or something like that and he's already... No, no, he,
1: he's, he's been there a whole season. I mean, but Champions League I'm uh, yeah, highly he's... rated from uh, Vancouver and MLS. So he had the opportunity and there's a trend of like young US players going to Germany because it's it's viewed as a developmental league before they potentially go to a Premier League or, you
0: know,
1: maybe a Liga team at some point in the future.
0: But yeah, no, I mean, what the Bundesliga is doing, I, I really admire it, to be honest. The fact that you know, our British players are now starting to go Germany, um, and, yeah. you know, we've got that Duke Bellingham now, is he, is he going to Dortmund? Yeah, yeah he's from Birmingham, From yeah. Birmingham, you know, having players that like go there, it just shows that, that their youth systems that they have in that country, I think they're about leaps and bounds ahead of all the other leagues, to be honest, I mean, we used to talk about the Spanish League uh, at one point, you know, Serena. Uh, La Liga, we used to talk about how, you know, La Masia and Barcelona and um, Real Madrid's, you know, youth teams, you know, how they developed. But I think the German system is the one that's proven to be the one that's successful. I mean, it shows because obviously whatever Klopp's done since he's come in, he's obviously used that German system, what he had in Dortmund. I mean, again, Dortmund. Amazing system that they have, the youth system. Because I'm pretty sure they're bringing players up. And if they don't bring them up, they're buying them at a young age and then developing them and slowly bringing them into their first team. Um, But going back to, I'm sidetracking here about um, talking about the youth system. I'm just saying, as a general, I found that Bayern Munich and the way they played and the systems that they played, they were able to adapt to every single... There could have been anyone in that... any on that given night they, PSG had a system that they played they relied heavily on the back four to make sure that they're resilient at the back and they let the front do the work right? and they had Angle Di Maria and they had um, Neymar and they had Mbappe they wanted, they expected them to do all the, the business at the front um, and obviously that didn't work um, whereas Bayern they knew what they wanted to do they had every single angle and we spoke about this in Regarding the semi-finals with Barcelona, they have every single part of the pitch covered, and the goalkeeper, Neuer you know, you've gotta give him credit where credit's due. He was sensational.
1: Yeah, and and the thing about that fighting team is, you know, it, it whatever formation you look at, then go three five two, yeah. five four one, three four three, and all those players can adapt adapt in exactly. any way or form.
0: And that's the beauty. That's what that's what I was trying to get at. You know, they can play different systems, and again. We gotta give credit to the manager. He's only come in what halfway through the season, is it? Correct.
1: Yeah, and a very. Uh, it's, it's almost comparable to like Frank Lampard appointment, if you want to compare it yeah. in terms of Premier League, right? So Lampard obviously had a year in Derby and did okay, and you know he got the Chelsea job. Hmm. Hansi Flick, not a well-known household name in Germany, but spent ten years with the national team, and the national team was pretty successful, right? I mean, yeah. yes, they won, I think, a tournament, but and obviously that's the World Cup, but they've always had the core group of young players and the veterans, and they mix them pretty well. Now, Bayern, is, it's almost like, if you want to compare it to a German car, it's, it's a well oiled machine. Exactly. Now, the first half of the game was pretty even, right? Yeah. I, mean, I thought PSG... Like I said, Bayern were not truly in fifth or sixth gear, they were in just cruise control.
0: Yeah, I mean I, I agree with that, but if Neymar I mean Mbappe's chance when he got the ball and he just like kind of like passed it back to the keeper. Had that yeah, happened,
1: he didn't he had no power behind it, no conviction, it was straight no, no conviction. Keepers, But I also I'm not really here to defend PSG, but the fact that their season didn't resume somewhat showed after about sixty minutes.
0: Exactly. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree because obviously where G- the German League you know they resumed and they carried on playing. And Bayern came out of that lockdown like a house on fire. I think they didn't lose a single game. Like literally, they just went out and you know they 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 had a game against Dortmund when they won as well, didn't they? Did they win against Dortmund? Yeah,
1: and, and as far as Bayern in the Champions League, it, it's a perfect record. They've won every single game. Won wow. Group games, won every single you know knockout round game. So.
0: Yeah. I think you have
1: got to give credit to them
0: yeah absolutely and it it was great to watch to be honest you know I think the best team won you know and we usually don't say that sometimes you know but yeah we have you to, usually don't see that in
1: the champions even in the
0: big tournaments you don't really see that yeah normally what happens is you've got teams like Barcelona they lose 1-0 2-0 and in the second second game they'll bring them back to their high, um, you know to their stadium and you know they go on and win 3-4-0 and that's how they go through but there was no second legs there was no way of catching, getting it back, or if it was just one game, one-off games, and actually showed a different side of the Champions League, it was quite exciting, to be honest, for us to have football the way it has been, and where the season's going to resume, what, in the next week or so, for, for uh, us well, in the yeah. Premier
1: League? So uh, Charity Shield, and then the league starts on the 12th.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, to have it going on like this, you know, and with all the problems in the world that we've had at the moment, I think... The way the Champions League ended the way the Champions League ended was quite, quite I, I would say it was quite good. You know it's the best it could have been with, with the situation we had at the moment where there were no fans in the stadium. I thought it was it was well watched. I think you know at the end of
1: the day if as I said it before if you're a top player the fans don't truly matter. I mean it, it can matter it can obviously give your team the uplift when you need it but if you're a top player and you're focused, you could be playing in a park with seven dogs watching, and you yeah. <laughs> and you'll still figure it out.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. But do you think it had a difference for like team like PSG first time in the final? You know, I mean, if they had their I, fans don't, I, the I, Lions... I don't
1: think so. I, and this is my take on PSG. They they spent so much money, and PSG, Man City are also in the same equation. Right? They've all all spent a Long. billion or slightly more than a billion, and, and they don't have no return on investment. And at the end of the day, there's going to be some sort of accountability. And even if you look at Bayern's team, Bayern's team was just a bunch of guys that were put in the system and they performed. It was it was almost like, and I hate to bring other sports into it because I know you, you hate hearing that, but if you think of uh, New England Patriots, there's no superstar players. I mean, there was, but there was only one guy. That's Tom Brady. Yeah. Everyone else was just that average guy put in the system and they performed. And you could say that about Bayern. Yes. Serge Naby is not a world-beater. He looks like a world-beater. He's still got a long way to go, but he has been sensational at times. But in this game, he did turn up. But then again, Kingsley Coleman, he handled everything on the left-hand side.
0: Yeah.
1: And even back in the day, when Bayern were a little more successful in their domestic league, they had Ribery and Robin, and they've basically got these two young kids to replace them. And they were actually learning from these respective guys as well, which yeah. also probably helped them with their development.
0: Absolutely, I mean, you know, them two guys, you know, everyone probably thought, all right, Ribery's gone, robin has gone now, what's going to happen to Bayern? They're going to be in a decline, but they've just turned around, got a couple of youngsters in, and they've showed that they can still do the business. Yeah, and even Thiago, he bossed the game yesterday. Thiago bossed the game, yes.
1: And And you're not going to like this, because I know he's been heavily linked to your team, but apparently... Yeah, the a conversation with Mikel Arteta. Arteta was pitching him on how to bring him to Arsenal so they can win the Champions League. And it's funny, we're going to sidebar a second. You sent me that picture of Willian.
0: <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> something about winning the Champions League in the next three years or something?
1: Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That What a, what a load of nonsense, man. You're going to make me have like a Arsenal fan TV moment. But we're, we're not going to talk about Arsenal today. Well, not until we get to the transfer section.
0: Yeah, no, we're not going to talk about Arsenal and I don't I don't even intend to talk about Liverpool today either because I think that's going to be a conversation we're going to have next week because it's going to be pretty You know
1: Arsenal and Liverpool are always going to be brought up in some way or form. As much yeah. as we want to avoid the conversation, they always come up. Yeah, but we could
0: talk about that next week, can't we? Because obviously that's going to be a heavy conversation and obviously one of us are going to be really upset and one of us is going to be really happy but I've already said to you, you can have it. It's a charity from us.
1: Fair enough. We'll
0: take it. Yeah, but. a no, trophy
1: cabinet's
0: pretty empty anyway. On, on a serious note, I think you guys have got, you know, uh, you're quite fortunate to have the manager you have right now. Um, Arteta could have just said, you know what, I'm happy at Man City. But the fact that he's taken on the challenge of going to um, Arsenal, I think that's a credit, you know, to himself. You know, he wants to challenge himself, and I think he's got a project. Arsenal's a project, and I think, yeah, he can, obviously, whatever he's learned from Pep Guardiola, he can take that on board and bring some success to Arsenal and I've seen glimpses of it, you've seen some glimpses of it. Well,
1: well, hopefully he's learnt how not to bottle the Champions League games.
0: Yeah, that was a big problem with Arsene Wenger as well, he kept bottling, you know, was it one final you went to in, what, 16, 17 years consecutive being in the Champions League? I mean, we we
1: lost to Barcelona and we had Jens Lehmann who had a moment of madness and got sent off, but... Let's not talk about Arsenal. Let's let's get back to the
0: Champions League final. Now, what was your take on the Champions League in general, Buff? How, how did you feel? No, find I, it? I was
1: happy with it. I mean, again, we're at a time where we all need some sort of uh, opportunity to take our mind off work or you know some of the stresses we all have at home. You know, obviously some some of us are not working, some of our audience are clearly not working, and it's sad times. Yeah. So I think sport has the opportunity to you know bring out some joyfulness in people, and I think the Champions League was. They did as best as they could and honestly I think they actually over delivered to be frank.
0: Yeah, better than what I expected anyway. Yeah,
1: there were some high octane games obviously, the highlight was the fine, smashing Barcelona 8-2, obviously most people that are Barcelona fans don't really want to be reminded of that but that was just amazing for a neutral to see.
0: No, to be honest it was amazing for myself to see even though I, I like Barcelona and you know obviously I'm, I'm a bit, I'm a fan. But let's be honest. Considering all situations, like you know, playing games at such so short no notice, notices, like there, there was a game every few days. I mean, it was more or less yeah,
1: every three four days. Yeah, every
0: three four days there was a game. Now, you know, for Premier League teams especially coming back off a you know of a you know they finished the season the way they did, and then for the German league as well, obviously they did pretty much the same as what we did. I think this guy a week, a week or two before us.
1: Yeah, uh, about two
0: weeks before. Two yeah, two weeks before us. Yeah, so yeah, you can say they had probably more time to recuperate before they carried on. But having said that, you know, to come off that, ha- actually having a long break, then coming back into football and the way they played, you know, it wasn't bad at all. I thought it was. And, and le- and let's not forget,
1: Brian has Leroy Sane. I mean, that's oh, yeah, a you mentioned coming that, yeah.
0: back. That's gonna be a pretty, well. Oh. Where's he going to fit, though?
1: He's going to play on the left. There's, he's going to... Because Ivan Perisic... Perisic going is back going to back, Inter, right? that's
0: what I was going to say, yeah.
1: Yeah, and Kingsley Coleman, he can play on the left or right. So, between those three wingers, it's it's likely to be Sane and I would probably say nabri that will start. So it is And funny then you've got the luxury of Kingsley Coleman. And he's a young kid, he's only 24, he's won something like 20 trophies already, which is insane. insane. And remember, I don't know if you know... He was actually on the PSG uh, Academy. Sorry, in the PSG Academy. He had maybe six, seven appearances for them. He's from Paris. He then went to Juventus, and ironically, he haunts them in the Champions League final. Mad, isn't it? That,
0: that's what happens. It's like Coutinho, what he did to Barcelona, I guess, isn't it? I mean, it's one of them situations, you know?
1: Coutinho has the Champions League, eh? And, and Liverpool now. 5 million pounds better off. 5 million euros for that.
0: No, they're getting 5 million.
1: Barcelona's players. Oh, is that what it is?
0: Yeah. So basically, it was part of the one hundred and forty-two million pound deal that with Liverpool. Got
1: it. Okay. I I heard something that they owe owe Bayern five million, which seemed so, a bit
0: odd, but. Nah. So because it was in the contract that if um, Coutinho wins the Champions League, then Barcelona have to pay um, <laughs> Liverpool five million pounds in add-on. Fees.
1: Which mug overlooked that part? <laughs>
0: You know, it's, it's actually comical, right? Because he played in the Champions League, he scored two goals against Barcelona, and then Barcelona got to pay £5 million for him to Liverpool. Now, that's insane, right? It's absolutely crazy.
1: Crazy. Someone has to be held accountable at Barcelona. Well, obviously, Abidal was gone, so maybe he was responsible so, but, for that.
0: But... I, I personally think Abidal was just a fall guy. If I'm honest with you, yeah. just being made a scapegoat, you know, got rid. And really, I think you got to look above him, to be honest. You know, is it Bartimu? It's got to be him.
1: Yeah. you know. Well, maybe we can come back to Barca in a bit. But what do you think is going to happen with PSG? Do you think this team is going to be dismantled?
0: They've got some rebuilding to do. I mean, Tiago's um, Thiago Silva's gone. Um, to but, Chelsea. To Ch- Is it to Chelsea?
1: Oh, my god. Yeah, done deal.
0: They are gonna be uh, Chelsea's winning the league next season. They they're getting that um what's his name? Havertz. Ben Chilwell, Kai Havertz. Kai Havertz, yeah, they're getting him. That's a done deal as yeah. well. Yeah. And they might be getting that
1: defender Malang Sa from Nice. He can yeah. also play midfielder. He's a, he's almost like a hybrid of Ricardo Carvalho and uh N'Golo Kante.
0: But but if it, it can go two ways, right? You know, it's all good, yeah, the way Chelsea's going, you know, spending money, it's fine bringing in some superstars, yeah, but my personal opinion is, that, and Arsene Wenger used to do this before in his early days at Arsenal, and as you know, Ferguson did it for many years and he kept on rebuilding and he built many teams, but to build in one goal is, you're basically looking for issues, because yeah? that's how it starts. Because that's what Man United started doing in 2013-2014 when they started bringing in loads of players and when Ferguson went. Um, and I think bringing so many players, what Chelsea's doing, because they've had some good players there. They didn't have to dismantle everything and start again. And that's what they're doing. Don't you think, With Lampard hasn't really got that much experience yet in management and to have the kind of levels of players that he's going to have it can work really well for him, and he can just be amazing, or it can go the other way. Absolutely, no, absolutely. I, I think
1: he'll be fine because they're going to play an attacking style of football, and yeah, I think might. Chelsea will be fine. But let's let's come back to PSG, man. Stop avoiding the question.
0: Um, I think they they've got the money to spend, but there's no one out there for him now because Chelsea's buying pretty much all the good players that are available. Who they're gonna get? You know, they should be looking at someone like Coutinho to be honest, because. Obviously, that's not a bad shout. Or Thiago, again, might be an option for him. I
1: think Thiago would be useful in that midfield.
0: Yeah, definitely. But then, Ander Herrera, he's already there. and He plays pretty much a similar role, but he hasn't been getting enough game time. But I don't know. I mean, they've got the money. If anyone can, out of everyone in the world, they are probably the ones with the money. Um, more, I would say they got more money than Barcelona, Real Madrid. If I'm honest with you, and even even Man United, Liverpool. Um, again, you know Chelsea. They've probably now done their spending quota. They've already used it up now. So now it's everyone that's available. Who's available? But you, you know more than me. You're the transfer. Who's
1: available for PSG? Yeah. Well, anyone's really available for PSG. Anyone's practice. available,
0: but who's who's actually going to come to them now? He's going to leave their respective clubs.
1: I think there's a lot of players that would potentially go there but but to use it as a platform to then engineer their next move, right? If you look at the history of the top clubs, you've got the big two in Spain. Right now, you would say Liverpool, Man City, Bayern. And I think PSG would be sixth on that list, right? And the other five, the order doesn't necessarily matter. But if you're a player and you've got those six proposals... PSG is probably going to be the last one that you would consider unless you're one of these players that thinks, OK, out of those other five teams, I've got no chance to get in playing time there. Then you would go to PSG, maybe stay there for a couple of years and then make that move. Uh, PSG could do with someone like Harry Kane. Trust me. Yeah. Because Di think... D- D- Maria is good, but Di Maria is also, he's at, he's on that wrong side of 30, right? I think he's like, what, 33, 34? Yeah. And honestly, they could go Kane up top, Mbappe on the right, Neymar on the left. They could keep the midfielders that they've got. Maybe they add someone like Thiago. And then, again, coming back to Koulibaly. He's got a, man, uh, a high-end apartment in Paris. Go out and get the guy. Because now you're looking to sell him. You get those three players and that's basically the spine of the team bill. Everyone else around can obviously fit in as and when needed.
0: They've got a card too.
1: Yeah, and that's a big blunder. They didn't bring Icardi on for the Champions League final, which is just its just crazy. man. That, I, just, I just don't understand that.
0: Honestly, I, I personally think they should have taken off Neymar at some point. I know he was doing a lot of stuff, but... Well, Neymar lost the ball so many times. Yeah, because he was getting burnt out. He was burnt out. Neymar's that kind of player. Because he, he was playing high-octane football at the beginning. He was pressing and everything else. But he was the only one pressing. I, I For some reason, I didn't see Mbappe press... As much as I would have liked him to. Especially with his pace. And he can cause defences, you know, massive damages. But it was like Mbappe didn't turn up. Why? We don't know. Maybe he's looking for a move. Who knows? Because there, like, there is concerns that... Well,
1: he, he, you know, a lot of these players can try and look for moves. But
0: the reality is nobody's... No one's got money, money right like.
1: now.
0: Well, if Mbappe was on the market, what would you say he's worth? 150 Because 200 Because he's still young. I I don't I don't see him going. Through. I'd say about
1: 150,
0: 150 exactly, right? Ne- Neymar, I don't think he's got another move at the moment for him, uh, unless you know a team like Chelsea or something like that want to take him on. Um, and I think right now the player that's on the market and is on the radar of a few clubs because he's literally on the market and Barcelona want to off- offload him is Coutinho. Where does he go? Because he he's been crying out for Liverpool to take him back. And that's not going to happen, I don't think. That's not going to happen unless... I don't really think,
1: besides Arsenal or Spurs, Coutinho gets into any other Premier League team.
0: Well, yeah, exactly. And I think Arsenal would be a perfect fit. And obviously,
1: I'm talking about the top end of the table.
0: Yeah, I think Arsenal will be a perfect fit. With uh, with Mikel Arteta, it could work.
1: Yeah, Coutinho, Aubameyang and Pepe. That's a nice front three.
0: Well. I like that, but well. it
1: doesn't matter because if you don't get holding midfielders and defenders that can actually defend, it doesn't mean well, nothing. Well, it doesn't matter.
0: It's the same case as PSG, really, isn't it? You're going to have the same yeah. problem at the back. You know, you've got great attackers, that's fine, but if you're not sorting at the back, and I think PSG, going back to them, they need a, they need to change the keeper, is it? They need to go for a high-end keeper now. Kayla I think Navas. No,
1: Nav- I think Navas can do a job there. There's he can do a job,
0: but he, they do need better to than
1: Navas out there. I mean, besides he, the guys what, that play in La Liga, yeah, we know about them. But who are they realistically going to leave those La Liga teams to go to PSG? Well, I uh, don't think so.
0: David De Gea, he he wants to. He's looking for a move. Well, I know he was. There was talks about Real Madrid. Why? Don't, but, why so you, PSG... you want to
1: put a shaky keeper with a shaky defense? Yeah, that's
0: he's shaky in United, right? But he has been. Over the years, a top end goalkeeper. Let's not forget. Yeah,
1: but when you when you have one mistake in five six games in you, it's
0: just a liability. Well, you're right, but I, I mean for PSG, they can't be getting any better than that. They won't be. They, their league is not at that level yet for them to attract that sort of. You know that that market of players. They were pretty fortunate to get Mbappe honest with you, from Monaco, and that's because he was in the same league anyway. But are they going to be able to get someone, you know, some high-end players? They're not. They're going to have to get the teams that want to offload certain players. That's what they're going to end up with. Correct. And that's the reality of it. Um, but having said that, I think, you know, they They need to spend massive amounts of money. And there's not many players out there. Yeah,
1: I, I, th- I think Antoine Griezmann would work well. Because Antoine Griezmann and Mbappe in the national team play well together, right?
0: Yeah. And and then Neymar
1: can still play on the left wing as he does, and I, yeah. I think they can make it work.
0: Well, that's—I don't know if you heard some of the punditry that was happening. Um, basically, they were saying that they didn't have someone out and out in middle, in the middle at all, because correct. Mbappe likes to drift right or left or whatever it is that he likes doing. Um, Neymar, yeah. as you know, he always likes to drift in from the left side because where he, where he predominantly plays. So they had no one out and out in the middle that could just. You know, where the balls... Because Di Maria can whip across. There, was, de- there de- was times that he was looking for a pass, but there was no one there in the middle. Yeah. You know? Now, before they had Cavani there. And they should have extended
1: Cavani. I said that last week. For, yeah. for the sake of two months, they let him go. Cavani, if he had played in that final, he would have I, got I a couple think of opportunities. He would
0: called, uh, Cavani is a nightmare for defenders. higher. Yeah, height... and
1: Benfica, it looks like he's going to Benfica, so he'll do well in the uh, Portuguese league.
0: Cavani, I tell you what, he would rip up the, uh, the English Premier League if he went to one of the clubs in England, you know. Well, uh,
1: leagues are still interesting, but I think he's more or less set on going to Portugal.
0: I don't know why. It's not not the league that you want to go to. <laughs> it's not really my maybe, the anymore. Maybe the weather's a factor. Weather is always a factor for these players. I mean, it, would it not be a good job out somewhere like, you know, in Spain, you know, like Atletico Madrid?
1: Yeah, well he used to play for them and yeah. I don't know what happened, but Atletico have always had a history of letting go of top plucking out strikers and then letting them go and then eventually coming back coming into that which is bizarre.
0: Players, right? I mean, yeah, I mean it's it's an interesting one with PSG but I think the money that they need to spend and the players, there's not enough out there. And that's the bottom line of it. Um and Bayern, I think next year they're gonna go from strength to strength. They, so you think buying
1: buy the favourites for next year's Champions League already?
0: I wouldn't put it past them. <laughs> right now, the way they're playing, I mean, like you said, they, they were like cruise control, you know, it's pretty much like second and third gear, they didn't even go into fourth or fifth, you know, so, yeah. I mean, so what could happen next year is another story, I mean, in, even in their league, you know, the way they bossed it towards the end, I think next season is just going to be a case what I think they could be oh, running away with it by about 10-15 points. And
1: it's scary, right? Because they've got... Bayern had... What's his name? Lucas Hernandez on the bench and Benjamin Pavard also on the bench. Those are like two world-class defenders that can't even get in that team.
0: And they're adding. They're going to add. There's going to be some... They're going to be, you know, attracting some top-end players now. Obviously. Yeah, I I
1: think the only weakness, I would say, is they don't have a proven backup to Lewandowski they've got that young kid Zerki, the Dutch international and they've got a couple of young German guys um, one, I think one's name is Art as in you know paint art <laughs> but I think if there's a striker out there that's maybe someone like Griezmann could go in on loan for a year or two and eventually take over because Lewandowski is going to retire in a few years don't yeah. get me wrong
0: I mean, I mean going back to this loan thing that they did with Perisic and Coutinho like you know why don't our English Premier League team I mean for example I I I said to you about Arsenal a few years uh, was it a few podcasts ago why didn't Arsenal just get a few players on loan it's it's
1: the financial side of things Arsenal can't afford a lot of these players because remember a lot of these players are getting highly paid like 300,000
0: a lot of it gets the bulk of it if these players are sitting on the bench you know you could have got Coutinho on loan I'm sure, True. and he would have Coutinho
1: be, owns, owns the equivalent of £350,000 a week, which is just insane. But so like the
0: bulk of it is still taken care of by Barcelona. You, I mean, because yeah. they're still paying the money. That's a
1: possibility, yeah.
0: Right, so that's how it works. Um, from, as far as I know, a bulk of it is only a percentage, and you can agree whatever terms you want with Barcelona. No,
1: it, it varies. The, the club <laughs> that's taking the loan on can pay the full wages, or they can negotiate it, it's only lately because obviously these inflated salaries that clubs have decided. Okay, we'll pay part of the wages to more or less get this guy on our books for a you year, know, six months, whatever it may be.
0: Exactly. I mean, and that that could have worked though for Arsenal, even if they got him and said, look, we'll negotiate sixty percent of wages or whatever it is, and he came in and done a job and got you into the Champions League, because at one point you guys weren't a million miles away.
1: We weren't. It, it's just. I don't know
0: man he why do you keep you? about Arsenal yeah but it, we were talking about a loan system Arsenal's a, listen mate it's a good club still let's you know don't get too disheartened you know you know Liverpool but you're not the big. you're not far away you've got it's going to be interesting because Leeds Bielsa it's, that's going to be another story mate yeah Leeds were well, linked with some
1: high profile player in a few days and so I'm trying to, trying to think who it could have been it may come back to me. What have you been hearing uh,
0: transfer rumour-wise? To be honest, I, I, I've been a bit out of touch to be because I was just so focused on watching some of these games in the Champions League. I haven't really had a chance. Um, obviously, I knew about Willian happening to go into Arsenal and that happened. Um, and obviously, the, the rumours of Thiago um, keeping an eye on that. But other than that, really, there's not much happening. There was talks of Ronaldo looking to leave Juventus there was a little bit of a, a rumour that come out, but that's now, nothing's been said. But again...
1: Yeah, that, that was just a rumour to PSG. I think it's just all paper talk, right? I mean, some of these... But imagine Ronaldo sports. going
0: to PSG for just a year or so, just to kind of like what he... Brought, um, not, was it Ibrahimovic did to, with Man United or something like that? Yeah. Well, that, it wouldn't be a bad shout. Yeah.
1: For, for PSG. So I'll, I'll look you in on a few things that are going on. So uh, that defender that I spoke about last week, Gabriel Magalas, he is joining Arsenal. It's going to be done in the next couple of days. Confirmed. Apparently Man United came in for him last minute. but uh, And then he had a better offer from Napoli, but he is joining Arsenal. So that's that's locked in. Um, like I mentioned earlier, Thiago from Bayern is linked with Arsenal. I don't think that's going to happen. That's I, I happen. Just don't see it. If, if it does happen, that is a... Real, real sensational transfer for
0: us. If that happens, that could be the transfer of the year, of the season. Yeah,
1: but uh, There's talk about PSG are looking to put a bid in for Hector Bellerin. I, I did say it before, I'm not bothered if Bellerin stays or goes. So that that, that could be good, especially if we're trying to raise some funds because we've got Cedric Suarez on a permanent deal and we've got Pablo Murray on a permanent deal. Uh, that midfielder for PSG, Leandro Parades. The Argentine, linked with Juventus, but I'm not buying that. Juventus have too many midfielders as it is.
0: But that's what Juventus does. They bulk up their midfield massively. Yeah. They always do Uh, that. And then they just send them out alone or just sit them on the bench.
1: Yeah, and then obviously there's talks about Ronald Koeman coming into Barca um, and he's already told Suarez, you're done, you're surplus to requirements. Same for Rakitic and then Apparently Man City are exploring the possibility of trying to acquire Lionel Messi. But the way Messi's package is, it's nearly 100 million euros a year. There, You could be PSG or Man City. I just don't think you can really make that deal happen. Because Messi owns his own image rights, which is smart. Had the club owned his image rights, it, it would have been out of question for anyone to acquire
0: him. Is that the same for Ronaldo as well? Yeah. Them two have taken football to another level, though.
1: They sure have.
0: <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, I think by the sounds of things, it just looks like you know what, Messi is gonna just retire at Barcelona. There won't be anyone else gonna be, that can afford him. Um, it'll be nice. I mean, you would probably say that. I would say that. Everyone would say that. There's uh, who was it? What manager was it? Um, yeah, the PSG manager Thomas Tuchel. Or whatever he said, he goes. What manager wouldn't take Messi? Because they spoke about Messi looking to move. Yeah, and he just to speaking
1: of uh, Thomas Tuchel, he's getting yeah, There's a strong rumor circulating, and I saw this a few hours ago that he's going to be axed as the PSG manager, which is crazy.
0: Who would go in there as a replacement? Mourinho, <laughs> um, Laurent Blanc.
1: I know. I think he, he he played for them, and I think he briefly managed them. Didier Deschamps. That could be an attractive job for him. Maybe next year after the Euros. Because after the Euros happen, assuming they do happen, there's going to be a lot of movement going around, right?
0: But I think Tisho is a good manager. I think he's done a good job. He's done the best he could do with the team he had. Let's be honest. you you got to realise, PSG, with all the players they got, they're not playing in the league that's going to kind of... Test them. Exactly. It's like, pretty much, and I would say it's kind of not as... As close, but it's not far off from the Scottish Premier League, you know, in terms of the test side of things. They're not going to get tested. So when they go to the Champions League, they're getting, you know, caught out. They're realising shit, this ain't as simple as it was, you know. Um, And that's the problem. If they're getting tested week in, week out, like our teams do, that's why, hence British teams, or, well, I say British, the English teams, are, you know, always up there in the quarterfinals, finals. Um, and again that's the problem how many teams can qualify from France is it two?
1: I believe so yeah most likely I I think obviously the champions go straight in and then whoever finishes second most likely has to go through some sort of qualifier it varies right because it it just depends on how teams progress the season before I'm not sure how UEFA calculates it
0: and um, the qualifying should be starting pretty soon as well For
1: it's already started yeah that's but I'm not really paying attention to a lot of those teams. These are teams like Celtic and Astana who are not even going to get to the group stages. And if they do, they'll finish bottom. Sorry <laughs> for anyone that an Astana or Celtic fan.
0: I like Celtic. Watch or it.
1: Rosenberg or AEK Athens or teams, teams like that.
0: Nah, of course. But um, yeah... It, it was, a you know, going back to the Champions League final, it was a great game to watch, to be honest. I watched it, and I, in fact, watched the highlights again today just to just, you know, admire the football that Bayern played, to be honest. Um, and I even watched the a, a Barcelona game, like the highlights of that, just for, for the heck of it, I just watched it because it was, you know, immense, good football.
1: So besides the uh, Premier League, what league are you looking forward to watching next season?
0: Um... I'm actually looking forward to watching some Serie a, to be honest. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah, because what I like about Serie a is it's it's quite a tactical game kind of football, right? Uh, where you got, it's kind of like defence versus attack. And I like that, you know. For me, La Liga has kind of like lost, lost its sway a little bit, you know, recently. Um, you know, when, you know, teams like, what Barcelona's doing right now, and the demise they're going through, it's kind of lost its way, and then, uh, you know, you've got, Real Madrid, they're going to, again, it's going to be interesting, to see what they do, but, the top players are not even there anymore, apart from Messi, you know, Ronaldo's not around now, who's there? Griezmann, Suarez, it's, it's kind of like, you. obviously you're going to say, English Premier League's the one to watch right now, I mean, uh, now, yeah, I'm but the,
1: the thing about the Premier League, the reason the Premier League is attracting more players is because the TV money, they're paying bigger wages now.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: 10, 15 years ago, Premier League teams could not compete with the big boys in Serie A or La Liga, and you know that.
0: Yeah. But in Serie A, what I like is some, like, this season, what was it? This season, or the season before what Atalanta did. That was quite good. This season, yeah. Yeah. You know, and they played some exciting football. I mean, again, Juventus—they're playing great football. And
1: Atalanta were this close to actually knocking PSG
0: out. Yeah, this close. That, exactly.
1: That could have been a team that may have lift. You know, been a surprise team in the final, and probably mm. would have given Bayern a better game.
0: Most probably because it's a surprise element. Everyone expected things from PSG, but no one yeah. knows what Atalanta's going to do. And again, I mean, yeah, just going back to um, Serie A, you got teams. You know, like you know, Lazio doing. Some real good bits now. Um, Juventus, um, AC Milan have started to show a little bit. Um, so yeah, it's there's a few more teams that are in and amongst the top. Anyone can win it now, and I don't. I do believe this season it will be tougher for Juventus to win. Inter Milan, look at the team they've got. You know, with Lukaku. You know, and young and all the players that they bought. You know, bought in recent times.
1: Spe- speaking of Lukaku, I know we haven't spoken about the. Uh... Europa League final but Lukaku first player in European final history to score at both ends sad hey
0: sad yeah I, I mean to be honest that was unfortunate I don't know why What he, why he did that I mean it wasn't his fault he just put a foot out you know instinctively and yeah and but what was... about
1: Sevilla they may as well just call that the Sevilla Cup it's, yeah, it's
0: unreal man exactly. they played six
1: and one all six
0: yeah exactly every time it's just I was looking at this chart and it just shows that they win it every They've won it every decade or something in the last
1: three No, decades. no, I think every four or five years. But basically every four or five years, something like that. So yeah, you've got to give credit to them.
0: Yeah, I mean, and to be honest, it's not just been the one manager winning it. They've added several managers yeah. and they've still Correct. won it. So, yeah, people might say it's a Mickey Mouse uh, competition.
1: No, yeah. I, I think it's a still respectable, still a respectable competition. You
0: win that competition, you go to the Champions League. Yeah, That's yeah. That's a big prize. It is a big prize and... Ain't Arsenal in the next season? Yeah. Ah, that's why I'm saying that. Ah, could be Arsenal's one then. That that could be one for you guys to take.
1: No, I I think some of the teams put too much emphasis on thinking they can win that, right? Like, remember a few years ago when Man United won it, Mourinho, he put all his eggs in that basket. And he he finished second in the league. So he would have got in the Champions League, but he still was like, I want to win that competition.
0: But I think that was a smart move for him. Yeah, but if you're a
1: team that's like fifth or sixth in your respective league and you think you're going to win that competition, it's a scary situation to be
0: in. Wolves tried doing that this season, didn't they?
1: Yeah. We all know Wolves are never truly going to win it. I mean, Wolves are an exciting team to watch
0: and will be. At one Uh, point, I did think that they had a chance because they really did pour everything into it, didn't they? You know, they really wanted to win it and they rested players for certain Premier League games and obviously, you know, that showed... But yeah, um it's gonna be nevertheless it's gonna be an exciting season next season. We've got a lot going on. So yeah, Bav, it's been a pleasure again this it's been a pleasure and it's been a great, great season overall. Um just giving you a little giving the listeners a little bit of heads up. So the next um podcast, we're gonna continue the podcast as well. So, Even though the season's ended now, we're going to still carry on having our chats. And the next um, podcast is going to be about our best players. So, me and Bab are going to pick our top five best players, right? Now, you know, we have to agree to disagree sometimes in this. But we're going to talk about... Best players of all time or best players right now? All time. Nice. Nice. So, it's going to be like, you know... Obviously, you you pick your top five, and I'm going to pick my top five, and we're going to have a chat about it, and we're going to discuss why you chose your number one, and why I chose my number one, and it's going to be the top five. I did want to say top ten, but you know what? That'll we, be a ten-hour
1: podcast. It,
0: it'll be a ten-hour podcast, and it'll just go on forever. And let's just pick our top five. You talk about your top five players ever and I'll talk about my top five players ever it's not going to be anything like all the top five players in European teams or top five in who's won the Ballon d'Or it's just going to be the best top five players ever to grace football sounds good alright guys so it's been a pleasure having you guys listening to us again and it's been a pleasure having you on again Bav Nice to all right, speak we'll talk to you next week. Have a good week. You as well, babe. So all right, bye. Start picking your team. <laughs> top bye. Five. Bye. That was bad. Um, just ended the call with him. Yep. Yeah. So we're going to be picking our top five players. Um, so it's going to be exciting. I. Uh, I definitely know which ones I'm going to pick. So, yeah, guys. And if you guys want to say anything to us, you can always uh, come to me on my Twitter page, Patel one And, yeah, and we can have a discussion on there too. Thank you very much. Bye-bye.